My guest today has over 17 years of experience in the financial services industry, as well as an expansive real estate investment business. She is a cutting-edge financial literacy consultant, coach, and public speaker. Additionally, she draws influence from 13 years in the mortgage industry, holds a real estate license, a financial planning designation, and specializes in home design, renovation, and real estate strategy. She's the founder and CEO of What the Financial, a financial literacy coaching business to help Canadians achieve financial freedom and financial empowerment. Introducing Pamela Ultra. Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Pam, welcome to the show. Tandria, thank you so much for having me here. I really look forward to our journey and unfolding today. Um, thank you for the opportunity. I'm very excited. And, you know, I'm a big fan of financial empowerment, financial freedom, generational wealth. So I'm very excited to get into all those topics today. Uh, but first, Pam, like I'd really like to understand you've been in the industry for 17 plus years. Tell us about your own personal journey with financial literacy and why you personally feel it's so important. Well, the funny thing is my, my journey actually didn't start from a place of need, more from a place of just wanting to do things for myself in a better way. I was working at the bank at a young age. And what I started doing is realizing that even though the fundamentals of banking, I was understanding it, I was doing it, I was able to you know transfer that knowledge across the table, it didn't necessarily lead to strategies that were viable. Mm -hmm. Um, so really I got to a point where I was questioning myself, like, um, you know, I'm giving financial advice. Am I truly following that financial advice? You know, clients would come in and I'd be like, how are you trusting me? You don't even know what my financial plan looks like. Um, so it really got me thinking and, and, you know, when looking at a bird's eye view, I started questioning and asking real time questions. You know, what kind of goals do I want to set for myself? What do I want to do? And how am I going to do it? You know, we're, we're positioning Canada to use the banking system with government programs and the ability to earn, you know, all coupled really gives us an edge, right? Um, with the real estate market and all these different concepts. So, I, you know, I really came to a point where I was like, I can't just sit here and do what I'm supposed to do, my job responsibility, which was my natural need at the moment. Um, I, I need to really understand why I'm working here. What's my return on investment? How many hours am I going to put in? When you start asking those kind of questions, you know, you, you begin to realize there's a huge discrepancy between, you know, what I knew, what I was learning and what I was, what I needed to learn practically and implement. So really my financial literacy journey just started from curiosity and my, my need to fulfill my job responsibility. Um, and, and that's where I started from. And I started, you know, connecting the program. And, and when I started at back in, back in the day, you know, I started asking the professionals, getting advice, asking for real-time information. So advice wasn't just from financial planners. I was asking the realtors. I was asking the lawyers. I was asking accountants, tell me why I need to do this. Why am I investing here versus here? 
And that really helped me put things into perspective. And, you know, financial literacy, I mean, right now, if we think about it, is really our ability to ultimately understand, you know, the processes and how we deal with our money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, what I noticed as I was, I was helping my clients is really, there's not a really a set rule of books of how you should do that. You know, you have a little bit of this, you have a little bit of that, a lot of information, but really there's not a navigating tool to say, hey, start here, finish here, and, and we're going to get you the best outcome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, first of all, it's about really setting a, like understanding the financial literacy is taking control, you know, going from a position of receiving advice to a position of power and saying, no, I have the knowledge and the tools to make the right decisions for my financial, you know, my financial future to create financial freedom. So that's why it's important. It's important to do, you know, not only what you need to do, but why you need to do it. So you can feel better about your financial decisions and ultimately responsible for the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And I find, you know, everyone's really different. My financial freedom or my financial future looks very different from maybe what yours would look like, right? We have different visions of how we want to get to that that ultimate um, result. Um, and so now you're helping people achieve those results through what the financial. Tell us about how you translate that experience from you know your, your years and financial planning and real estate into what the financial and what the essence of this business is all about. Well, what the financial actually was created out of, you know, again, I'm very curious. I want to know what's out there. How can I close the gap between financial planning and real estate? I noticed that there was a huge um, underlying belief that, you know, you take your money, you put it in the bank and you keep it safe, right? (laughs) This is what we've been taught. And in the background, you start hearing about this real estate and, and, you know, the banks are like, put the money here. Real estate realtors are like, put the money here. And you know, it really got me thinking because I don't think there it's a one or another. I think you know what the financial is derived from the belief that you know we can do both. We need to close the gap in both. Um, I think we need to have a solid financial plan. We need to have you know if if re- real estate is something that resonates with our clients, we need to give them the tools to be able to build that. Um, and so, really, what the financial came out of my personal journey of uncovering that you know it's not one versus the other. You know, when I, when I was working at the bank, I started realizing that I was not able to give full holistic financial planning that's relevant to investors today. And so that's where my journey began, what the financial strives in creating. You know, we're not a cookie cutter program. We don't just tell you, you know, buy a home, you know, put money into an RSP, take an HBP, which is your home buyer's plan, and off you go. We walk you from the journey of looking at your banking, moving towards your goals, goals that you let us know are important. And we actually give you the the blueprint to make it happen. Further, we go a step further. We create that team approach. We give you the professionals that you need to make this financial plan and and execute it. Because I feel that more often than not, we get this beautiful financial plan, client takes it home, and now doesn't know what to do with it. So really what the financial just eliminates the what the financial feeling out of your financial plan truly <laughs> yeah and that's that that can be empowering especially you know when you have a guide to take you through the way um you know that was a bit of an enlightening uh, moment for me as well because you know I love real estate right that's that's where my passion lies but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't have a financial plan that also involves you know my RSP my TFSA so on and so forth and so you know I think a lot of people always think it's like you said one or the other but really it's a holistic approach that we can apply to to get to that 
end goal at the end of the day. Um, but you and I both know there's a ton of noise in the market right now with stocks, real estate, crypto, NFTs, you know, Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, GameStop, yeah. AMC, like so on and so Absolutely. forth. It's been an absolute yeah. crazy year and a half, two years for every single market out there. How is anyone supposed to make sense of this and, and navigate it all to, to get the answers they're looking for? Well, it's funny. You said one thing. You said, you know, real estate, that's where my passion lies. You know, that's what I'm interested in. So I always say the best way to navigate through all the noise is figure out where your passion lies first. And the only way to do that is really be open to the different programs that are available. Whether you are interested in real estate, stocks, crypto, you know, really put yourself in a place of learning. You know, that's where the financial literacy aspect comes in and and try to understand what this particular investment strategy is about how it fits into your financial plan. Ask the professionals, um, and and you know, reach out where you need to to get all the information. Now, remember, with every investment strategy, there's risk, there's time horizon. How long do you want to keep this funds or these funds in there? What's the purpose of it? When you start addressing those things, it really is easy to 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 make sense of what makes most sense for you. Um, again, there's always going to be noise. There was noise back 20 years ago. There's noise today, and we'll continue to have that as we change and 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 society changes in terms of what's important to them what their goals are we're going to continue developing new pro- programs and so i think um you know, come from a place of education, want to be educated, want to learn, look at the benefits, assess the risks. And if you really feel like you're not in a place of doing that, follow your passion, start there and, and ask the advice of the professionals. Yeah. And that's what, that's what you're there for, which is amazing <laughs> with all those certifications and designations. Um, well, I try. Yeah. I try to give, I mean, again, our program is Finance 360. We give a 360 perspective. We look at what's important to you. We, we look at what, you know, what our clients are passionate about. And we truly try to put them in the right direction, give them the advice, give them the tools, give them the knowledge, give them the financial literacy and say, okay, you know, you know think about it this way. I always say, there's a toolbox. And in this toolbox are all these financial beautiful things, right? But ultimately, it's it's the one who's using the toolbox. You are the crafter of your own financial future. You got to know how to use these tools to ultimately build the type of lifestyle and future you want. So that's what we do. We, we equip your toolbox so you can make the right decisions for your future. I love that analogy. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe you have a specific affinity for real estate as well. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about that, about your your own personal 360. Uh, obviously, we don't need all the details, but you know your <laughs> own personal 360 and how you see uh, you know your financial future. Well, you know, it's 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 nice that you asked that because sometimes we forget that even while we're planning for other people, we have our own financial future to manage. Um, you know, real estate came about for me when I was 25 purchased my first home. I did the 5% down. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, my husband and I, we purchased this home. We, we had no idea what to do with it. First of all, all I knew is one of two things. It was a home and it needed work. And secondly, my dad, my, my dad's, you know, he's a renovator. He used to do this his whole life and I would watch him. And every time I watch him, my eyes would sparkle like, Oh my God, look at the beautiful things you're making. So again, that passion part that I was telling you about, follow your passion, follow what excites you. Um, so I started just renovating. I started you know, one house to another, you know, slowly, you know, I would start off with our own homes. We never went and did anybody else's project. We kind of did what was for us. Um, 
And then it just became an idea that that flourished into, you know, here's house number 12, here's house number 13. Um, you know, we just finished up a project uh, back in October. Um, you know, so real estate became, again, it's not for everyone. It's the, you know, it's, it's, if you have the propensity to take the risk, there's so many curves, curveballs, um, taxation that you want to be mindful of. So it's not for everybody, but for me, it was just something that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, you know, that's where my interest in real estate came in. Now, again, like I mentioned to you as a financial planner, my holistic planning is just, you know, I was, I was telling people what to do with their investments and how to invest, but when you look at how you can create wealth, that's a different uh, that's a different view on your financial plan. And so for me, it just meant getting creative and and doing what's exciting for me. Yeah, it's a it's more of a holistic financial plan because you know traditional financial planning is very market oriented, um, but you know there's real estate involved as well, and now there's crypto involved as well. So you have to take all those into account for, like you say, a 360 degree, um, you know, financial picture or vision board or something of the nature. Um, but I think it's important to emphasize the the plan word because a lot of us, and myself included, for a long time, and sometimes to this day, you know, we sleepwalk through our financial future and what we're what we're planning to do with our money. So well, when you look at that, Sandra, I just want to sorry to interrupt there. But if you actually take a look at that, if we look at statistically, we spend about 80% of our life working. Mm-hmm. Right? The general rule of thumb is we meet with our financial planner once a year. I mean, do the math. How do you spend 80% of your life figuring out how to collect all this money and not even one day a year to figure out what to do with it? I mean, if we truly just stopped, mm-hmm. looked at ourselves and said, I'm not going to spend 80% of my life working because I don't want to just focus on retiring at 65. What, what, at, you know, with our program, what we do is we say, I'm glad that you're, you, you plan on doing this, yeah. but let's get really good at, you know, what we're going to do with the money we have. It's not about how much you have. It's what you do with it that counts. Because when we start valuing ourselves and the time that we spend to make this money, we make better financial decisions and we find ways to grow in the moment, not only a timeline, you know, 40 years out, for example. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to kind of resonate with that and say, you know, sure, people want to work and they want to make, you know, these life lifelong goals. Um, but sometimes we have to stop and think about, you know, I got a plan. I got to really know, like you said, that plan word. I got to really know why I'm showing up to work. You know, what am I really getting? Is it important to me? And and what can I transmute this to? What type of financial life can I give myself and my family? And once we start getting into the emotional, the the behavioral. So behavioral finance of why we do things and why we're derived to have this relationship with our finances, we make better decisions overall. There's a really good book, and I think you might know of it, called The Psychology of Money. And Mm -hmm. to me, 50% of this, this money picture is just the mindset you have around money. If you think you have an abundance of money in your life, you will have that. If you think that you are limited in money in your life, you probably will have that as well. But you have to combine the mindset with that plan in order to you know make something happen, make magic happen. Um, and so when it comes to that plan, what are the different steps in a plan that you would you know put together for a potential client for a coaching client? Um, what does that plan framework look like? So we have a twelve work uh, sorry twelve week program, our twelve week program. So you know how you said it's about mindset. 
at what the financial, we actually believe it's mindset, money, and behavior. So we not only try to uncover what type of goals you have, we look at income sources you have. We look at, you know, what's your relationship with money? Why, you know, are you using your debit card often? Is it because it's easy or because you just only know that way? Or, you know, if we transmit, if we change the way you're spending money, does that trigger you differently? So there are built in programs within the 12 week coaching that fundamentally change your relationship with money. Um, our program goes through not only, you know, your current banking structure, regardless of which bank you're at, we, ch- we, we look at it and we say, well, how do we get better, leaner, you know, pay the least, ideally make the most with the, with the ability to retire or, or achieve our goals the best way we, we can. So our financial program goes through your banking, goes through your, your current uh, financial picture. We look at a 360 view. We look at your taxation. Are you, you know, are you filling out your taxes correctly? You know, we refer you to the professionals to, to make sure that you're streamlining um, your taxes. We look at, um, you know, if you're purchasing a home, have you got the right advice? You know, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's based on the client's specific needs and goals, but our 12 week program does aim to not only address the mindset, I'm uh, sorry, the behavior and the mindset, uh, sorry, it addresses the, the mindset and the behavior and, and your relationship with money. And the, and the reason we believe that is because more often than not, we, we, when we start uncovering why, what's happening, it, there is other parts of our life that are also in disarray. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get control of your finances, you feel more control in, uh, in your life. Uh, you know, like you said, if I think I have more money, then I will. And if I think I don't, then I won't. It, it really comes, you know, it comes down to your perspective of where you think you stand. You know, that, that, um, that theory, like, um, you know, if you, if you think you can't, you're probably right. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think that's, that really does apply to all aspects. And I do think that it applies to finances as well. If you feel like you're stuck, um, be open to learn, be open to change that for yourself. Uh, if you think you have a lot, then maybe you're on to maybe making a difference for other people. Um, so through our program, we really help people uncover their, their potentials. Um, correct any opportunities that they may have. Uh, we never say behavior. It's really about opportunities. We implement new opportunities and really we, we streamline it. So they are in a place where they can make better financial decisions to truly achieve financial freedom for themselves, whatever that goal is. Yeah. We don't tell you what you need to do. We don't tell you you have to retire at 65. We don't tell you you need to buy a home. We ask you, you know, what's important to you? And we navigate, we help you navigate through that plan. Um, and then by the end of it, by the end of the 12-week program, you know, 360, what do my taxes look like? What does my relationship with my lawyer look like? You have a team approach. So under our team approach, you know, you know who your go-to realtor is, who your go-to mortgage advisor is, accountant, lawyer. Um, we, we really believe in that 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 team approach your financial consultant right you know yeah. ideally we love to have clients come and see us but you know if we're not the fit we will refer them to other people and say look it's really about the personality the brand is you know 
part and parcel of who we work for, but who's sitting in front of us, that's the greatest difference that we can, you know, that's the greatest difference when you go to one bank versus another or one institution versus the other is the person sitting there. So we really highlight those aspects for our clients. And that's true integrity, right? Like being able to send people somewhere else if it's not the right fit or being able to cater to a, to a specific customer's needs and not offering something cookie cutter. Um, but as you said, you know, sometimes when people are going through a financial plan, maybe they don't know where to start. So like, let's say someone listening to this, to this episode wants to, to go away from this. And other than maybe joining your coaching program, they need the first, first three steps to taking control of their financial future. What are those first three steps maybe look like um, for them to get their affairs in order? Well, what I can recommend and three things that I've learned very over the time that I've learned with my interaction with clients is first of all, start today. I know that sounds silly, but if you truly set the intent to be financially free, take account, look at your assets, look at your liabilities, look at your spending habits, like start today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't put it on to next week. Don't look at, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Really sit down and take the time to start today. And I think that that when you start, you know, when you put that stick in the sand and say, this is my start point, you'll be amazed at how much growth you're going to see the same time in, in next year. Um, so that's what I would say to someone. Secondly, you know, read, be open to learning, be, be a student. We, we didn't grow up with financial knowledge. Um, we need to be open to different you know, thought processes. We need to go to different financial consultants and gurus and say, okay, teach me, let me understand how these things really work. Um, And then see what applies to you. And if you don't know, again, seek the professional advice of someone you trust and know. And if you don't have that, somebody ask us, we'll be more than happy to share that knowledge. Um, And finally, this is something that I like to tell my clients to do, which it kind of sounds you know, why would I want to do that? But here's what I what I really think people should really practice. Now, whether it's year end, whether it's your birthday, whether it's beginning of the year, sit down and write your goals. Tell me why you want to achieve this, you know, financial freedom. What does this financial freedom look like to you? You know, everybody says, say somebody says, I want to be rich. Great. What does that look like? right? Um, So really define your goals. What are you truly trying to achieve and tweak those goals on the same anniversary? Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is you, you know, if you start saying, I want to be here, you'd be amazed at how more, you know, driven you are to get there. We know the destination, we figure out the journey to get there. If we're just focused on the journey and we have no idea where we're going, guess what? We're just living in the moment. We're spending that 80% of time just working, making money and not realizing, well, my destination was I wanted to have a hundred thousand in the bank or my destination was I wanted to purchase my first home. So, you know, really put, put the stick, your starting, your starting stick and put your destination and really start working through that. Right. Define that. So I would say those are the three main things in the beginning for sure. Yeah. It's been crazy to see in my own life. You know, we, some people hear of the law of attraction and they think it's hocus pocus. And I thought it was hocus pocus until I started, you know, writing things down and seeing things clearly in my mind. And then somehow a year later, two years later, I'm like, holy crap, like what is happening? How did this, how did this come to fruition? Reality is that when you have that destination in mind, the journey becomes much more clear and you get to enjoy the journey a lot more because you know where you're going. So it's a, it's a, it's a seesaw of, you know, 
having a, a journey that you can, you know, stay in the moment in and enjoy while also moving towards a final, final goal that you can appreciate and uh, get satisfaction from at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I always say, you know, you'd be, again, amazed how quickly the universe conspires to make things happen when you establish what's important to you. Same thing with the financial plan. You know, if you say, I want to be here, guess what? We can create that strategy for you to get you there. But if you say, I want to buy a house, we'll say, great. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't tell us much, but, you know, I want to buy a house. So, you know, our goals need to be armed. They're, they need to be attainable, realistic, measurable, um, attached to an economic value and defined by date. We need to know what are you looking to do? How quickly do you want to do this? You know, how, how much money is it going to take? And really define those goals and start putting that map together. Mm-hmm. You know, you ultimately are responsible for your financial future because when the curtain falls, who's dealing with their financial plan? It's only us. There's, there's not, you know, you can't go back and say, well, I wanted this. Well, you can't have it. This is where we're at. And then that today moment starts again. Yeah. You can't blame your lawyer. You can't blame your accountant. You can't blame your realtor. Ultimately, you are, you know, in control of your own financial future. So um, I hope that's one big, big takeaway from this episode in particular. But you mentioned earlier something about uh, retiring at 65. And so I think uh, a lot of people around my age, myself included, um, you know, don't want to, you know, the, 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 the terminology around investing is you invest consistently over a long period of time, and then you retire at 65 as a millionaire, and then you can, you know, um, have, have my ties on the beach or whatnot. But I think what I'm sensing is my generation doesn't want to wait. You know, we want that satisfaction earlier in life. And so that's probably why you've seen a lot more riskier investments in the news recently. What do you say to that? What is your reaction to that? And how would you plan around that? Okay. Well, first of all, risk is subjective. It's what we believe is risky for us. So some things are not really risky. They just happen to be risky for us. So I I do believe risk is subjective. And here's what I'll say. What the financial was created based on the ideology that, you know, goals are not the same. Mm -hmm. You know, working in the industry, I realized that, you know, I wasn't just talking about, you know, if you put this much at 65, you're going to be able to retire. It was getting complex. Goals were getting complex. I was spending more time providing holistic planning to my clients than I was just saying, you know, here's your investment, here are your options, here's what you should do. And that's where my journey began for what the financial. And what I'm going to say is as we as a society and investors turn, you know, just as we continue to grow, we're going to find ways to 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 grow. And you know, and you know, there is a saying that humans are the happiest when they're growing. That truly resonates with people today. And so here's what I'm going to say. You may not want to retire at 65, but it's a nice to have for some people. Mm. You may want to retire at 40 and wow, that's a dream for others. It's really about what's important to you and like I said, define you know, your goals, make them armed, understand what's important to you. Um, create a, you know, this is why this program was created because we take into consideration that society has become complex, that, you know, we have different outlooks, we have different goals, <clears throat> we have different horizons, risk tolerances. And so our program is tailored for clients today that want us to create viable solutions to meet their specific goals. Mm-hmm. You know, so what did I say to that? I say, great, let's get started. You know, like, let's create the financial plan that gets you where you want to be to achieve the goals that are important to you. Yeah, for sure. Now, Pam, you've been an investor for a long time and you've worked with hundreds of investing clients to this point. Um, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about building wealth? 
I think the biggest um, misconception there is, and and truly, I mean, I don't know if you if you resonate with this. I would love to hear what you think. I'm going to take my money. I'm going to invest it, and I know it's going to grow. And I go off to work. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we trust the process so much, and then when it doesn't work out, we're in panic mode, right? Um, I think I think you know, just trusting has become a little bit of a, a difficult conversation because. You really need to know why you're doing something and what the outcome is. Spend more than once a year to meet with your financial planner. You know, financial decisions, the decision or their the lack of is also a decision and impacts your generational wealth. So it doesn't only impact you and me. It impacts our children's children because it's not about how much money we make. It's how much money we retain Right. For our for our generations to come, and what kind of wealth we want to pass on. Yeah. Um. So I think the biggest you know challenge that I've seen is just absolute trust in the process, which is great. It worked until all these different things that came out. Um. And and you're like, well, where do I go from here? So I think again, you you really got to take the time to figure out what works for you, and you know, meet with a financial planner, meet with a financial consultant, and figure out what's important and get moving. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I think Warren Buffett's top two rules of investing are rule number one, never lose money. And rule number two is see, see rule number one. Um, yeah. And a lot of people don't think of that. You know, you got to make, make a lot of money, but you also have to keep that amount of money that you make. Um, so that's very important. I also did want to understand, you know, again, with you working with, with hundreds of clients, do you think it's possible to build wealth without significant sacrifice? <clears throat> again, subjective. What sacrifice to you? You know, I always say, and this is something that truly resonates with me, you know, don't ask me how I got here. Ask me, you know, tell me what you're willing to sacrifice to get here. Hmm. I think a lot of people see what I've been able to achieve and, you know, what I'm doing personally as an investor, as an entrepreneur. And they're like, okay, well, what did you do? And I'm like, no, no, ask me what I've sacrificed. You know, um, it, it really is subjective. I think it does take hard work. I think it does, you know, it does require you to come from a place of learning from vulnerability to say, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing and, you know, really to invest your time so you can make the right decisions. Look, there's no right or wrong answer technically, you know, because if your goal is not the same, then how can we all have the same answers to to a problem that's really different for everyone? So yes, does it take sacrifice? Absolutely. But, you know, for me, that's not sacrifice. That's a way of life for someone else. It may be sacrifice, but it's worth the sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Uh, why is it worth it? Because you can, you know, two thirds of Canadians cannot retire at the age of 65. Okay. Well, that's worth the sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, it's subjective, but yes, it does take some degree of sacrifice and, and it's, it's based on what your opinion is of that and how much you're willing to, to put in. I always say, you know, I can create a financial plan for you, but I can't give you the passion to be financially free. Right. So right. I hope that answers your question. No, it, it for sure does. And, you know, I think the the mindset, again, it's, it comes down to mindset at the end of the day. It's um, like, and just behavior. as an example. Yeah, and mindset behavior. and behavior, and behavior. Um, <laughs> opportunities. Um, you know, when I came to Toronto, I interned here before I was working here. And a lot of people don't know this about me personally, but I lived in a basement apartment with four guys with one bathroom and a, and a wow. kitchen that was, you know, maybe 10 square feet, not even like less. So, uh, that was, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't make that sacrifice back then. Right. Um, right. So it's, and, and that's what I'm saying. Sacrifice itself is also subjective. It's what we're, you know, what hand are we dealt with? What, you know, what's happening for us now. And I think it's again, back to the same principles, set your, you know, where am I now? 
where do I want to get and how do I get there? And, you know, we can't sit there and dwell on like, why am I here? If you've already come to the realization that you don't want to be here, then take the right steps to get moving. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And you said something earlier that, that made me think about just like how I view investing. And uh, it's funny. This is why I like real estate because I can put my money in real estate and then I don't have a ticker symbol that's showing me how much I've gained or lost on a particular day. Whereas let's say with stocks or crypto, you know, you see a 10, 20% loss and you're like, oh no, you're, you're, you know, it's, panic, it's a bad, panic it, mode. right. Panic mode. Um, <laughs> but real estate, I could lose 20% in the day and I might not even know it. You know what I mean? And ultimately, um, again, another trope of, of Warren Buffett's is if you buy something like ideally you want to hold on to it forever. Right. That's, that's the plan with, uh, usually any investment. So, um, like you said, a 360 degree um, portfolio view is the most important and, and assessing where you're at. But for people who want to make more sense of financial literacy, if they want to start learning and going to specific resources, whether it be books, websites, um, what the financials Instagram page we'll talk about, um, where do you think that they should go to start learning about financial literacy and uh, getting that, that picture there? Well, I'd be biased and say, you know, show up on our page. <laughs> we have the information there. But really, just start with your banking. Go to your banks. Ask what's happening. <laughs> How yeah. many fees am I paying? You know, um, start with what you're already doing before you start learning about other things, right? Um, I have a checking, I have a savings. Well, why do I have a checking and savings? And, you know, sure, we can say, well, checking is for spending and savings is for savings. But the reality is the savings account isn't going to give you the type of return to help you retire before 65. So why do you? So again, back to that behavioral you know, what, what are the behaviors that I'm actually doing in comparison to the relationship I want with money? Um, if I invest, you know, a hundred thousand in my savings account, am I going to have that million? Mm -hmm. No, probably not. Why? Because if what I know about finances and I know the type of return I'm going to have is not going to give me the output that I have, then I need to change my behavior and my mindset to move towards and be able to take on the risk that I need to take in order to fulfill what's important to me. Really, we, you know, again, I go back to, and this is what, what the financial does. We really bring in the navigation tools and, and the financial plan for you to navigate to your financial freedom. We don't believe that we can do that for you. What we believe is we can give you the tools, we can give you the direction, we can give you the partners, and we can get you there faster in the most cost-effective way. Mm -hmm. What is your ultimate goal with um, now what the financial, and, and you personally, you know, what is your ultimate goal and where are you trying to get to on the roadmap? Um, my goal is to create a program. And, you know, we are in the works of creating not only our financial planning coaching program, we do have a wealth and real estate workshop that we do for our clients. Again, everything is one-on-one. -on -one. We don't have um, cookie cutter solutions. Um, we're creating courses for our, our, our viewers, for our investors. And, you know, again, it's not only here's a budget sheet. Mm -hmm. No, one of the, we have the, one of the most comprehensive budget sheets. We look at percentage of income. We look at how we can change the degree of everything that you're doing to create a better outcome of how much you're left with. Um, our courses are really intuitive. Um, my, you know, my courses are based on what I've tried, what I know works, um, and, and really creating that, that simplified 
understanding of not only complete a budget, add your assets, minus your liabilities, add your income, minus your expenses, but why? When should you do that? What should it look like? What are the tips that I need to know? So what I'm trying to do is create a, in essence, a go-to, um, like a, a 411 on budgeting mm. or a 411 on real estate for in beginners, um, really creating programs and, and courses that clients can just start learning today. And, and so I see myself navigating and being a leader in the financial industry, in the real estate industry. You know, again, we're, we're not one or the other. We're both. Uh, we, we believe in doing both. We believe in creating a balance with both. And, you know, again, getting really good at the money we have, not necessarily only focusing on, oh, we want more. I mean, in essence, like I said, we are the happiest when we're growing. Now let's just do it efficiently. So I think that would be my journey, just to create a new way of thinking, a new mindset, and correct the behavior so we can grow and we can truly create a company that resonates the desire for growth and financial freedom for, for everyone. That sounds like a beautiful journey to me, and uh, I'm excited <laughs> about all the impact that you're going to have on millions of Canadians at some point, I believe. Um, so very pumped for you on, the, on that journey and on that roadmap. Um, where can my listeners learn more about you, find out about you, you know, work with you? Um, where can they, they check out all that stuff? Yeah, on our Instagram page, uh, we have our website available through there. We have, um, you can book a 15-minute uh, discovery call with me where you get to, you know, chat with me kind of, you know, I do believe you need to resonate with your coach or your financial consultant. You know, if, if you and I don't really have that flow in conversation, you don't want to hear about finances from me. <laughs> I think that is really important. So, you know, I do take the opportunity to reach out to my clients, uh, anyone who's interested, you know, you can go to my Instagram page and um, click on the, you know, book a 15 minute call and I will reach out and I will make sure that you have the opportunity to get to know me as I as you know, as eagerly as I want to get to know you uh, to make sure that, you know, I'm the right financial consultant for them. And, you know, like I said, I'm always looking forward to creating a journey that allows my clients to truly be financially free. Amazing. And I'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes. So go ahead and check them out uh, when you're done listening to this episode. Uh, Pam, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Before we wrap things up to the, for today, what is one final piece of advice you would give to my listeners to help them achieve their next big win? Uh, one advice for your next big win is celebrate every win that you have. I think we just get inundated with just trying to be and achieve. We don't stop and, and experience the win. Once we start experiencing the win and internalizing how great it makes us feel, I think that's when we start graduating to bigger wins and, and, and moving forward. So I think, you know, take a moment you know, celebrate that win and, and take the time, you know, with self-care, self-love and, you know, everything, it will transmute to all aspects of your life. Beautiful. Pam, again, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Winning Streaks. Thank pleasure you so much mine. for joining us. No, it was no, a great time. You. Yeah, thank no problem. Um, to my listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you'll join us again on the next episode of Winning Streaks. Take care, everyone.